It's on the rise, I know it. It's on the rise. It's on the rise. I know it, I know it. It's on the rise, I know it. It's on the rise. It's on the rise. I know it, I know it, I know it. I know it. The quest for adventure. It's on the rise, I know it, I know it. The quest for adventure. It's on the rise, I know it, I know it, I know it. Hey everybody, welcome to Quest for Adventure, the only podcast where you get to hear four cool guys have some tabletop fun times. I'm Caleb. I'm Bobby. I'm David. And I'm Spencer. And we're going to be playing RPG later, but before we do that, Bobby, what did you do this week? Well, let's see. We watched one more James Bond. I think we're three away from being done with Roger Moore, so... You just gotta power through In, in three months, How did you do <laughs> that we'll, we'll be at uh, Timothy Dalton. You, you, you gotta do yourself a favor and just power through them. I know, they're so boring, dude. Ho- hopefully they'll just all blur together. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. Um, let's see. <laughs> also, so I've been listening to a podcast called the Blank Check Podcast. <laughs> They do filmographies about directors, and they go through all their movies one by one. Hmm. So each each episode is a new movie. And I've been listening to it uh, on and off for a few months, but this is the first time that I've caught the beginning of a series. And they're doing Stanley Kubrick, and I realize that I've only ever seen The Shining. I haven't seen any of his other movies, so I am watching through all of Stanley Kubrick's movies. I've watched the first five and I've only liked one of them so far. <laughs> does, does that include uh, Barry Lyndon? Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay. But yeah. I think that's a secret. I think that's a secret good one. Secret good one? Yeah. Okay. You let me know. So the ones I've watched so far are Fear and Desire, which is kind of an interesting student film. Uh, Killer's Kiss, which is a bad noir. Uh, the <laughs> Killing, which is an okay noir. <laughs> and then Kiss, which is a great <laughs> <then> band. Ki- <laughs> An amazing band. Uh, Paths of Glory. This is the good one. It's a like half war movie, half courtroom drama. It's actually really good. Uh, and then Spartacus, which is extremely oh. long. Extremely long. Was it good? <laughs> no. Nah, it, 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 it looked really nice. I really like the uh, kind of 60s Technicolor look of, yeah. of old movies. Especially when people are like super tan, like in Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's... <laughs> Yeah, he's literally just like a strip of beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, but no, that movie is pretty boring. It was all right. Uh, and here's the thing I really want to talk about. Welcome to the second annual installment of Bobby Gets Really Mad About Slasher Movie Titles. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's back, baby. It is that time of year. <laughs> and it's yep. that series that's back, I assume. Maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well. Sort of. Uh, depends on which series you're talking about. There are okay, two okay. series coming up, but the one I want to talk about. So, a little recap. This January, Scream 5, a.k.a. AKA 5 Cream, <laughs> a.k.a. Scream, came out. And I guess it did well enough because next March, Scream 6 comes out. Uh, for those keeping up, that's a 14-month turnaround <laughs> for Scream 6. Uh, and I want everyone to try and guess what it's called. Uh, 
Is it is the S just a six this time? And it's called Scream? Okay. That's, that's my guess. Don't six, don't answer yeah. yet. Let other people guess. Like um, something like like six ream? Uh I think it's gonna be called Scream Kills. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Scream dies tonight. Uh, <laughs> scream and scream again. Scream and scream again. That's also Ooh. really good. Scream no more. So they showed a picture of the the production set, and it had like the little clapper board on it that had the title of the movie. Um, this movie is going to be called Scream. <laughs> again, huh? Um, <laughs> is, is, do they have the E, like the six turned for like the lower KC? Nope. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or maybe no. They they would have to. The six looks like a six, but all the other letters are flipped upside down. Uh, so there's not a six. <clears throat> it's called Scream. The the only addition are there are two exclamation points at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's called oh, no. it's it's called Scream. <laughs> so now, now they're telling me to scream. Yeah. So Oh, I, I do kind of like that even though it's a terrible idea. I like that because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's go through a quick rundown of this series. You've got Scream, yep. Scream Two, mm-hmm. Scream Three, mm-hmm. Scream Four, Scream. And scream <laughs> is is the next one gonna be like please scream please scream <laughs> you will scream called, there you will be scream scream um, question I mark scream, you scream <laughs> we all scream first but scream. the 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 annoying thing is that there are two exclamation points implying that this is scream two right but the first one didn't have an exclamation point at all yeah do you think maybe they'll just keep adding exclamation points. If they if they went if they like put all their chips on exclamation points and just started calling all of them scream but you just have to get louder then maybe I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll find out in the third annual installment of Bobby gets really mad about slasher movie titles. What did you do, David? It's always so tough to follow you up. <laughs> Cuz you you like you write down what you do, you put prep into it. And then you have I'm just segments. Like, David just wakes up right when Bobby's telling his story. <laughs> right when Bobby finishes Whoa! his story. <laughs> Didn't realize you were here. And then I, I have to think about like what did I do? <laughs> Walk us and through it. It's like what is worth talking about? Well, David, I just talked about the sequel to Scream. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah, you're in the wrong headspace. You have to get back to me. I don't think I did anything. Oh, man. Right. I swear, Spencer, David. Be careful, Spencer. I swear, David. Tread carefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's, this is why I can't do segments. Because you need to any take, second, yeah. there's something about my velvety voice that just activates all of David's... I remember! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to take no breath. You, need, or you actually need to take one big breath and just don't stop. Don't give me yeah. breath to jump in. I I think what I'm going to start doing is uh, think of burner things that didn't actually happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll start talking about those. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my ploy. So I guess I'll go unless you're ready, David. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think I did anything worth talking about. What about anything not worth talking about? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about my job. Okay. So Spencer, what'd you do? <laughs> this week... The in the single week between recordings, uh, I had COVID mm. again a second mm. time, um, and I just called it COVID with two exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> COVID, COVID. They're gonna be like they're just gonna start naming new variants. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to get watch out for COVID. 
Okay. <laughs> to get people to take it more seriously. This one has five exclamation points. It's I have I have a theory very contagious. that someday everything's going to be named like overpopulated username platforms. <laughs> like everything's just going to be like numbers and symbols and letters <laughs> after, you know, like, ah, oh, this is Caleb's great, great grandson, Caleb. But there's a Q at the beginning, a question mark somewhere <laughs> in the middle and like uh, an ampersand at the end. And that's how we're going to name Scream for Caleb's <laughs> grandchild as well. <laughs> I, I think maybe the only like interesting, interesting thing, I uh, watched a little movie called Prey. Anybody else watch this? No. No, but I did want to. I didn't to. watch it. I heard it was good. It is a Hulu original film, which I would say historically means it's going to be bad. <sighs> and I don't even mean, I can't think of a single Hulu original that was anything, I guess. You know, just, yeah. Um, but it, yeah. It, was, it was pretty good. Predator is one of those series that I've literally never seen anything of other than, I guess, some shots of like Alien versus Predator and... You know, that being on the periphery. But everyone talks so about... So you, you hit the highlights, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, got, exactly. Well, that's the thing. People talk... I don't know. It It's in the same conversations as things like Alien and like other, you know, mm-hmm. seminal maybe the right word. Like, oh yeah, this is a great franchise. But as far as I can really tell, people liked the first one and then all of the rest of them are terrible, apparently. <laughs> um, you guys would have to tell me. I don't know. But uh, Prey seemed pretty good. It was uh, kind of the way I, I like a movie, like very simple premise. Um, they establish just a handful of characters very quickly and you just get to see them kind of go through the only scenario you can go through when a predator is involved. And I mean, capital P predator, not like a predator. Um, <laughs> capital P uh, predator exclamation point exclamation point. Yeah, not like a sexual predator. Right, that's 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 fi- at least five exclamation points. Gosh. <laughs> predator! <laughs> yeah, it's very important that you get out of there. It seemed like there was a good amount of practical stuff for the titular, well, I guess not titular, predator, but mm. usually titular predator. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it was pretty low key, except for, oh, there's a spaceship because he arrives in a spaceship. But other than that, like, I don't know, it, it was low intensity which i think made it more tense and like actually matter versus it being this super grandiose over the top sci-fi thing so i i recommend it um i'm not really saying anything useful about it i don't think but it, it's it's a good watch i recommend it what did you do this week david <laughs> i already told you oh my god no worth no talking about no, you can't do this to me spencer keep talking we're gonna have to go on hiatus again <laughs> all right caleb Get ready to get interrupted. <laughs> uh, if I must, if oh, I must oh, oh, something. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, does it, Caleb? <laughs> this is forced out of me. Um, a new Destiny season is play, <clears throat> being played right now. Upon us. And uh, <laughs> like a they revealed the next expansion not too long ago. It's, it's, I'm having fun. I'm being a pirate. We tricked... Uh, psychotic fan christian into playing some because this <laughs> this uh season is pirate themed and so he's excited about that all right <laughs> uh, i had something i was going to say that i did this week but it's as always i didn't write it down and therefore i don't remember oy, oy, so we can oy, we oy. can uh, spencer you mentioned that you've never seen have you seen any of the aliens and or predators i've seen alien and aliens i've never seen any of the predator movies other than prey okay bobby have you seen either of the predator movies I've seen Predator and Predators. 
The one with Adrian Brody. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. There's there's Predator. I've, I have seen Predator and Predators. I have not seen The Predator or <laughs> Predator 2 or I, Prey. I have to admit, I forgot those existed. The Predator is not the Schwarzenegger one, right? That's just Predator. Predator is the Schwarzenegger one. The Predator is, uh, I don't know, some some white guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot there was the Predator. I did when was too. it made? Uh, that, yeah, it was like five or six years ago. That's the one where. Post- oh, it's like it's like Olivia Olivia Munn is in it, and as a white guy, as a white guy. <laughs> no, I, maybe it's like the dude from Avatar or something. It's like that genre of guy that's like the least interesting person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have not seen that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was I was just wondering because I I really like uh, Predator Two, which I feel okay. like pe- people should watch. If you if you have to watch one Predator movie, I think it might be that one. It's kind of like Die Hard meets Predator, and it's got uh, Donald Glover in it. Is Dan- it Danny Glover? Glover. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. Danny Glover. Yeah, I always get those <laughs> names confused. Childish Gambino is, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and he was childish because he was eight years old when it was filmed. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone watch House of the Dragon? No, I did. Caleb. Nope. No, I didn't. Should I? Okay. I'm. No. I'm like. I. I'm. My idea is basically like this is. There is no way this is good, and there's no way I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm really hoping somebody's going to tell me I should watch it. Nah. Other than me, right? Nah. Someone. <laughs> yes. Some. Someone with a with an opinion that doesn't get interrupted by David. <laughs> hey, I didn't interrupt him this week. <laughs> that's a that's a threat, Spencer. I interrupted you <laughs> this week. Yeah, it's not very good. What about Rings of Power? Anybody even like looked in that direction? I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to, but I have to watch. I have to watch the actual Lord of the Rings first. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? I've seen Fellowship of the Ring. We watched it again yesterday. I don't like it. You don't like it? That's okay. Yeah, I I have to admit, the first one, going back to it, it's it's just like there's so much that happens in it. It's kind of like not really a story. It feels like a book. It feels like the first Harry Potter movie too, where it's just like. All these things are happening. None of them necessarily build on each other. Oh, like there's so much exposition they have to get through. Yeah. And I, I was surprised. Cause I, I kind of didn't remember that from when I watched it when I was a kid. I read the first couple hundred pages of the first book in high school. And I stopped at the same point where I always stopped Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I went, this is boring. And I tried to, <laughs> I tried. Kaylee and I almost stopped again yesterday. What but point we, is we that? powered through. Uh, it's where they meet, uh, Aragorn in the bar. And I'm oh. like, I'm bored! Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man. Like, that's so er- I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's like an hour into the yeah. movie, but... Right. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know if that's glossed over in the book or not, but yeah, like, once they, like... Maybe the opposite. Once they get to Rivendell, like, it kind of becomes... It- kind of becomes like a real movie it almost becomes like an action movie but yeah those movies are super long yeah it mm-hmm. also doesn't help that i watched the uh super the super extended cut that was three hours and 48 <laughs> minutes that's what i was actually gonna ask because i was wondering if maybe that because it maybe it doesn't breathe more i was wondering if it would be a little better maybe it's just more crammed even even more crammed in that time space <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, the only other time I had watched it, I was, like, 10, so I don't actually remember what the differences are, but uh, it did not feel like it <laughs> had much of a structure other than, you know, event, 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 event. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think the book is even worse in that regard. It's like mm-hmm. more aimless and meandering and uh mm-hmm. like uh two best examples, they meet a guy that's basically Santa Claus and just hang out at his <laughs> place for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Tom Bombadil's ca- weird. Yeah, you can kind of get away with that uh, with a book though, just cuz it's so rare for someone to just like sit and plow through it. And then very early on the period of time which in the movie I think is like a day or something where uh Gandalf leaves to figure out that the ring is like the ring of power. He comes back or or he doesn't. Yeah, he comes back pretty quickly. That's like a decade and a half or something it's like, like that no, in the like, book. It's like or is it a hundred years. years or something? It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like some obscene Frodo, amount of time passes. Where Elijah Wood is like 20. Frodo yeah. is supposed to be like 50. <laughs> <laughs> so back to uh, <laughs> uh, House of the Dragon. <laughs> Has anyone seen Doctor Who? Can anyone yes. explain the appeal of Matt Smith to me? Uh, well, if you watch uh, Morbius, he does some cool dancing. <laughs> he does do some dancing. <laughs> oh, is it that guy? Is it the guy with like the no eyebrows? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I need someone to explain the appeal of Matt Smith. <laughs> Actually, I I just watched uh, last night in Soho. We watched it this week, and he's the yeah male lead. I guess I'll say in that. Uh huh. Uh, and I think that movie is kind of all about his appeal, that he's sort of like this dangerous bad boy. <laughs> but I, is he? <laughs> well, he, he plays he plays a dangerous bad boy well. I think that's the appeal. But he's also kind of like a like a what are those like Hawaiian statues <laughs> that are made of stone? Oh, <laughs> he's an yeah, Easter like Island. A, <laughs> he's he's, like a, he, yeah, he's got some <laughs> Easter Island head energy. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and I think that answers your question. <laughs> Uh, he's he is a uh, more fun in his round of Doctor Who because that was a uh, one update where the production value increased significantly when he was introduced, and mm. so I don't know how much of that is him being fun or the show getting a little better, and then the guy after him being terrible. I I, I don't know how to answer your question. I don't dislike him, but also <laughs> I can't answer your question. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I don't find a lot of appeal in him, but he is yeah. very striking looking. Actually, you know what? In that movie, he kind of just is just a look, especially compared to he's next to Anya Taylor Joy, who's like a <laughs> incredible actress. Right. He's yeah. He just kind of looks nifty, <laughs> like an Easter uh, Island head. <laughs> yeah. So Spencer did the thing where he don't put don't it talk on the about Discord. it. Let's let's all <laughs> let's all silently look at an image. No, I brought it up on my my spare monitor, so we're looking at a giant. <laughs> If I could, if I could make it larger, I would. If you just Google search <laughs> Matt Smith caricature, it'll be the first thing you find. <laughs> as long as you're searching within a few months of when we did this, this picture of him kind of looks like so, like a close up of someone like a finger pointing to a map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Matt Smith in House of the Dragon plays basically like the the Joffrey analog, mm. and he's he's bad. He's real bad. <laughs> he he feels like a cosplayer that like snuck onto the set. <laughs> it is jarring to see him in the white wig. Uh huh. It's mm. it's very strange. I bet he just got the role because they didn't have to dye his eyebrows because they don't exist. <laughs> really saved on that production budget, <laughs> right? Appeared in a white wig. So you're saying like they're trying to appeal on like the season one nostalgia where Daenerys also looked strange in a white wig. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Season one did have some crazy wigs. Well, so this this shows all about the Targaryens. So ev- almost 
every character is wearing a white wig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it like it like pans across the room, and you, you see like Daenerys or her, her ancestors, and they all have like white wigs. And then there's like a there's like an old like soggy dog with a white wig on, <laughs> and a bottle of wine that's got a white wig sitting on it. Somebody's finger pointing at an old map with the white wig on. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a weird thing that Game of Thrones like the first few actually well the whole series really does this where they they take actors who aren't super great and sometimes are actually like pretty bad. But they they like get the most out of them. It oh, doesn't sound Emil- like this. You mean Amelia Clark? <laughs> yeah. Is that and- who you're talking? And Jason Momoa? <laughs> and Jason Momoa. And I hate to say it, but I think Peter Dinklage might fall into that category too. Oh, no. Wait, who played Marjorie? Maybe. Uh, Stuart Baxter? Marjorie what? Tyrell. Ta- Not Marjorie um, Stuart um, Baxter. Yeah, uh, Natalie Dormer. Natalie yeah. Dormer. I wanted to really like Natalie Dormer, and anything I've seen her in since Game of Thrones has been bad. Yeah, Caleb might be onto something because. Maybe. You see Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones, and then if you can find it, <laughs> listen to his ghost dialogue from Destiny. <laughs> oh no, oh, it's so Bad. good, dude! <laughs> oh man, like it it uh it is a level of uh poor performance that requires an explanation. Like it's so he's, weird. He's so good in Game of Thrones, though. He is, yeah, he is. even Definitely. even in the even in the really bad seasons. He's still <laughs> right. he's still doing his he's doing holding his it thing. together. Yeah. I feel like Game of Thrones sort of like pulled the rug out from under us by hiring uh, Zach Addy and Sean Bean at the very beginning. Yeah. And like, well, we're only, we're only got to pay for these guys for one season. We can right. Trick them into thinking we have right. good actors. Spo- spoilers. Zach. Zach Addy is uh, Robert, Baratheon. Uh, Robert Baratheon. Oh. Uh, yeah. He's good. Mm-hmm. Zaddy. <laughs> oh, I, I know him. I, I know him as Zaddy for different <laughs> oh, reasons. I'm sorry. Zaddy Daddy. <laughs> Zach Addy Zaddy. Uh, so that's what I did this week. <laughs> So you also watched last night at Soho in Soho, though. I did. That is what I was actually going to talk about. Right. Uh, I've heard that it's like his worst film, Edgar Wright. That's where I came. Yeah, came not that. Not it. yeah, not that I hated it. I I don't think I can agree with that. I I'm not a big fan of uh, Scott Pilgrim, which I know will upset Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not either. I, that would be my my bottom two for sure. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, I like the graphic novel a lot more than mm. the movie. Yeah, it feels like the movie is like made after a graphic novel, a multi-part graphic novel. It's a lot like uh, The Fellowship of the Rings, whereas it's just a lot going on. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a few hours, but Scott Pilgrim firmly falls in an area Uh-oh. of movies Uh-oh. I like that I recognize <laughs> aren't perfect. Like it's, yeah. it's definitely a personal preference sort of thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't blame anyone for really liking it. It just doesn't work for me. Uh, and, yeah. and Last Night in Soho and Baby Driver, now that it's, it's surprising like when he doesn't work with Simon Pegg how different the movies are. Yeah, I actually really liked Baby Driver, though. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of neutral on it. As we'll talk about in a few hours, I, I too, <laughs> really enjoyed Baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our Patreon episode where Spencer lists his top ten... Edgar just Wright in, films. in no specific order, Edgar Wright movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Last Night in Soho is interesting, but I don't think it, like, works at all. Yeah, it, it kind of... I don't know if it's a COVID movie, but it kind of feels like it, where... It uh-huh. doesn't quite have the scope that I would expect for such an interesting story. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. how much of that was just affected by COVID. I don't know the timeline, so that may be wrong. Anya Taylor Joy is really good, though. She is really good. Every, every when she, I, I, I didn't. I like the, think, I like the other girl too. The, the real world version. Yeah, because Anya Taylor Joy is really good in The Witch, but she's also like a yeah. little kid, and so it's kind of if, if you just have to be like competent to be, for me to be impressed <laughs> if you're a kid actor. Yeah. Right. 
And then in this, I kept thinking, because she, she plays like this like 60s kind of like super confident superstar model singer lady. And when she's on the screen, I kept thinking, uh, she doesn't really fit this. But then when she starts acting, she totally owns it. And I'm, I was constantly impressed. Yeah, she's really good. And then there's a scene where she sings, and I was like, oh, okay, well, they dubbed her voiceover. And it turns out that they didn't. She just has a <laughs> beautiful singing voice as well. Yeah, so uh, that, that's your Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that is uh, miscast there. You should have got <laughs> Olivia Munn to be Princess Peach. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to talk with an Italian accent or if she's going to talk normal. <laughs> she's she's going to be one of those human accents. <laughs> Well, uh, it, uh, it's been 46 minutes, so I guess we can start. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I guess we can begin. 46 we have to, minutes we, and I didn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. I got, um, um, to be fair, audience, some of those will be goodies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Goodies. Yeah, it's goodies. actually been like three minutes after the cuts you've made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, hold on. I got, I got a little thing. Are you boys ready? I have a little announcement to make for version 2.0 of <gasps> RPG Later. Which I am calling RPG later! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! <laughs> yes, yes. Let's then go. let's go. read you all a brief conversation that took place on july 21st at 9 28 p.m we've got time okay christina um have you watched last night in soho spencer nope is it cool and is matt smith a nasty little man in it (laughs) (laughs) christina yeah i liked it a lot it is edgar wright and it's like a psychological thriller 100 recommend spencer Ooh, hbo max sick christina I don't want to spoil anything, so I will not comment on Matt Smith at this time. I literally just finished it and texted like three people. They have to watch it ASAP. Spencer. Oh, I never asked. I don't know why I said that. I guess I'm an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say that? Oh, I never asked. I I, I said, shut up, bitch. (laughs) Okay. No. (laughs) It it makes more sense with the next sentence. I, I shouldn't have stopped. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I never asked. Did you like the new Thor, LOL? Okay. Christina, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Christina has blocked you. Okay. The professor appears on a scroll vision in the office, and he speaks exactly like this, having never changed his accent. <laughs> <laughs> According to an ancient gnomish text, what we have here is a warpus primordia, and he gestures to the enormous larva sitting on a silver table. Now, Warpus primordia, according to a gnomish entomologist, can be distinguished by their dark black appearance and a hard rock-like growth just behind the eyes. And he taps the larva right behind the eyes. And though they are rare, 
they've been spotted all across Yorgington, notably in man-made caves and subterranean temples. However, as you can see, this specimen here has the rock-like growth, but is of a bright white. The professor, disappearing from the screen for a moment, reappears, proudly smiling and holding a copy of Cecil's notebook. However, I recalled a brief passage from Cecil's notebook, and I quote, There, a beetle was found of enormous size and a shade of bright white. <laughs> An egressian temple due south of Stormvale and within sight of the island known as Lacerta. My good gentlemen, it is there that I expect you will find what you are looking for. All right, can we just point out that two people in the past two episodes have called us gentlemen? <laughs> it's canonical, for sure. <laughs> Belkson raises his hand. Uh, yes, you, Robo Boy. Uh, yes, you said we'll find what we're looking for? What is that exactly? Well, I think you'll find out when you get there. We have a lot of questions, and we're looking for some kind of answers as to why these vampires would be hauling larva through the underdark of... Hauling larva sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I raise my hand. Uh, Lizard Boy! Hey, uh, Professor, what happened to your arm? <laughs> Oh, uh, he looks down at his uh, robotic arm. Oh, wait, he has two robotic arms, doesn't he? Oh, no, he just gets surprised by his other robotic arm. <laughs> <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> no, it was just one, wasn't it? I, I think it was one, unless something happened that we're not privy to. <laughs> oh, I lost one in the, a, a tragic knife fight in a bar. But the other one, on the other hand, I bet Felix can tell you on what is going to have to be a long journey from High Realm all the way to Stormvale. So he, he does have to? He's he does have to two have, missing he's arms. He's going to have to. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about he's got two robotic arms. Oh, okay. I'm not. But, but Felix is going to have to explain <laughs> It'll be a long Fel journey. Felix takes out a cigar. And well, kinda like, well, kid. <laughs> Uh, sorry, a uh, dragon cigar. Mm. <laughs> a dragon branch. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ooh. A dragon branch, and then just kind of like puffs a little fire, and then just takes it. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a long story. And then he he puffs, and then that covers the camera's <laughs> it, transition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Orgot absorbs all of that, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> No further questions. <laughs> right, as, no. as like we're like landing on yeah. the surface. <laughs> There's a, a map, like Indiana Jones map sequence. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's what happened. Fellas. Yeah. What do you pack to go to Lacerta? So you see, you see Orgot. He's got his backpack open and he's desperately trying to shove in his Dance Dance Institution mat <laughs> into, the, into the backpack. Hey, we're not... You don't really need that. Like, when are we going to have time to play? On the boat! No. I'm going to be dancing on that boat! <laughs> oh, jeez. He's, like, holding him by the collar. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I haven't had my decap this morning. <laughs> Fine, I'll just I'll just bring my stone boy. Are you happy? Yeah. I'll play, I'll play the stone boy port of Dance Dance Institution. <laughs> She's stomping on a Game Boy. <laughs> Are we are we bringing Chad and the the others? Yeah, I think so. If you'd like to uh, perform your ritual while you're there, I think it makes yeah. sense. You put them in the bag. <laughs> I put them in a bag. 
they fit perfectly. Just not the not the game map. <laughs> Will there be food on the boat? Uh, are you asking Petit? Yeah. Uh, no, I couldn't afford that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you do actually walk into uh, the conference room and you see that Petit is wearing this uh, brightly colored uh, swimsuit and has these lays on. Uh, and Bill uh, also has this sort of uh, loose white tank top and these uh, Hawaiian shorts. As soon as you come in, Felix, she closes the door behind you. Okay. Felix, do, do you know what this weekend is? I don't. Bill, do you have one of those perverted calendars you always keep on you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a new one each week. Uh, and she, <laughs> he hands Petite his perverted calendar and she opens it up. But puts her hand over all of the naked ladies and shows yeah, you the calendar. What's the perversion in question here? I feel uh, like this, it's got to be specific. Oh, uh, this is the uh, no bikini bottom uh, monthly weekly calendar. Mm, the <laughs> monthly weekly calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and she points at it, and the weekend says Shadow Night. Oh no! <laughs> uh, do, do, you, do you are you overhearing uh, Orgod? No, Gazoo Bobby. He's speaking through dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to another one. This one's gonna have Shadow Knight. <laughs> you know, some somehow Felix can never remember Shadow Knight. It just sneaks up on me every year. <laughs> well, there's no need to worry, Felix, because there's one place where Shadow Knight doesn't take place, and it's Boats? near the island of Lacerta. <gasps> yeah, but we gotta get there during Shadow Night. Oh, well, no, today is here, and she moves her finger over a few days. <laughs> oh, so okay, so good. There will no, be there will be no Shadow Night to have to contend with. Perfect. She pushes you up against the wall, Felix. Even more excited. It gets even better, Felix. Lacerta is home <laughs> to Shadow Break. Is is Petite having like a manic episode? <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Break. That's where all the young, hip kids get off from school and go wild, Felix. Wild! Can't they just do that like on normal Shadow Night? Isn't that like the whole what happens to people? Not that kind of wild. I'm talking kissing, smooching, high-fiving. Sucking? I hope you said sucking. <laughs> I said sucking. Because <laughs> Bobby out? closes the, yeah. the portal. <laughs> Felix like turns around. But, like, yeah, just as he, like, closes the portal, so there's nothing. Um, do you guys ever hear, like, a... Like, you just feel like you hear, like, a voice. Like, it's this, usually the same one. And then, like, every time you look for it, though, they're gone. <laughs> a petite is, like, inches away from your face, drooling. <laughs> I hear that um, voice all the time, Felix. I haven't had a vacation in ten years. <laughs> well, you, you've only... You haven't been, like... You don't even work half the time. What do you mean? <laughs> I, yeah, she, start, I just, she starts to slink away. Listen, listen. I just need to know if there's food on the boat or what sort of accommodations. <laughs> That's what prompted have. this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only me and Bill had enough money to afford food oh, on the boat. <laughs> well, can we pack some of our food in your bags? Uh, yeah, Bill doesn't pack anything. You can use his bag. Perfect. You see that he has, like, two large Walmart sacks <laughs> empty thrown over his shoulder. That's fine. Can we can we check for some Michael Wave dinners? <laughs> oh, we oh, have yeah. Michael Wave branded dinners? Yeah. They're called, like, Hungy Boy or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you open, you open up the freezer, and uh, they do have Petite's name written on all of them. 
<laughs> but maybe she won't notice. Yeah, I'm still going to take them. <laughs> okay. I think they're called Yum Yum Kid is the, <laughs> the brand. <laughs> I'll, I'll go out to Felix's garden. Uh, he'll get some, uh, man, what are some cool names for fruits? Let's get well, obviously, he'll get a couple topedos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll, la- they'll last a little while. You should probably grab some cum cubers, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just order yeah, like cum cubers? God, don't get any of those. He those loves cum cubers. I love, I love when you, like, really soak those guys in vinegar and make some dickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, I'll get Velkson. Oh man, does Velkson like part fridge? Oh, surely, he, yeah. surely he's well, got to be. Right? As we as we established, he is part fridge, but it's like a crappy '80s office fridge, so it's a little cramped. <laughs> it can the fit light like three in there soda cans. And, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it has like sure. ten inch walls. Uh, well, he can fit a couple jars of dickles then. <laughs> <laughs> Some kids could get trapped in that refrigerator. It doesn't open. And from then the die. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full jars of dickles. <laughs> Indiana Jones could survive a nuclear blast in that fridge. <laughs> Belkson, what do you pack? Uh, Belkson has no need for food. He also packs He's going to pack some kids. He does pack <laughs> his stone boy and his children that he brings with him. So what? what's the climate? I, I guess it sounds like it's like island getaway sort of climate. Hawaii-esque? Yeah. yeah Hawaii, yeah. Hawaii-esque. Okay. Tropical. Okay. So he's got a festive straw hat uh, that he will be wearing throughout this adventure for the fan art. <laughs> and I, I think he would just bring like, you know, reload his stuff, have his bolas and his... Soy boy beta cuckries and uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think he would bring much. He would travel light. He would help them carry things. Let's say that he carries the food um, and anything else that needs to be brought. Can I put some? Uh, I think we called them yummy goods, <laughs> licky and goods, licky goods. That's right. Can I we put some them licky ice cream goods? Last episode, it was so disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to put some licky goods inside of Belkson to take back to the, uh, the, the natives on Lacerta. All right. Uh, we do in fact fade out to an old timey map with a dotted line. So the heads of our heroes, uh, traveling from Pinnacle. Uh, and, and... Boo, 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 distinct. <laughs> Uh, we travel along the map from Pinnacle, across the King's Road, just south of the Rock Link Candy Shop, and arriving in Porton. Hell yeah. Get some spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as you arrive, you hear uh, a tanned, shirtless Turtlin screaming, uh, just before unleashing a dumpster of beer onto himself. Shadow break! Shirtless Turtlin, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much goo everywhere. <laughs> uh, you see that Petite has these tickets she hands out to everybody. All right, we only have about five minutes, so do what you got to do and then be on the boat. And then she rips off her shirt and starts running through the streets. <laughs> Shadow break! <laughs> Going in the internet changed Petite. She was never the same after that. Can I get some dipping blots, which I assume are just do- dollops of ink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, they, there's a guy selling dipping blots. You could tell he's got like these huge bags under his eyes. 
What, yeah, I'm, what gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grab the extra large uh, dipping blots. <laughs> yeah, he, he sort of plops it down with a, a wet splat into a cup. <laughs> Felix, Belkson, is there anything you need to do before you leave? What all is uh, around here? Uh, you see that this is a, a fairly small town. Uh, the streets are crammed with young people of, of various uh, attractivenesses. The shops are relatively small, but they're all very busy. So there are, there are small shops. Uh, no, everything is local. There is no big change. You don't see any McPorkins anywhere. Okay. Is there anything akin to like a Tommy Bahama, like Ron John, very dad beach apparel sort of <laughs> shop near here? I, yeah, you do see that there are sort of these uh, pop-up shops all across the street. All right. I'd like to walk uh, up it, to the closest one. <laughs> okay. Hi, welcome to the shop. What can I do? Hello, I'm Belkson. Uh, <laughs> um, I I already have a hat, but I was wondering if you have any clothing for sale that would make me the hit of all the shirtless turtlins, etc. I think you'll find that if you pay for the most expensive shirt and then take it off and leave it here when you go, you that will be the biggest help of your life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how much is that? How much you got? It'll be ten more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I don't think I can afford that. Mathematically, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my good man, I'll spot you ten. This is just for you and me. And he starts rummaging around. I have no concept of how much money Belkson would have. <laughs> All I have is this 15 trillion platinum from this guy we met months ago. And plus my ten, that's just enough. <laughs> Now put it on and take it off before you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He, he hands you sort of this this crinkly, uh, clearly made of new old paper jacket. All right, I put it on. How does it look? Terrible. <laughs> All right, I take it off. <laughs> oh my god, he's great. And he takes it back. He he's like looking around. He's got a little bit of a strut. He's looking around <laughs> at all the uh, the the hot turtling coeds. <laughs> Any response? Do you want me to roll charisma? Oh, yeah, give me charisma. Okay, I would be happy to. That's a negative two on my charisma. <laughs> uh, that would be an 11. Okay, with an 11. Uh, you will certainly get attention if you choose to. Yes. Would you like to? He does. Any kind of attention? Yes. Okay. You see this sort of a, a drunk uh, co-ed sort of walks up to you stumbling and opens up your fridge and takes some of the food out. Uh, Thanks, I stop big him. guy. No, no. And I, I stop him. <laughs> Hey. That doesn't belong to you. Oh. And then he just keeps walking. Oh. I take it back. <laughs> I, I take back all the, what did we go with? Licky boy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Licky, Licky goods. goods. Yum yum boy. Yeah. Yum yum boys. Microwave dinner. <laughs> yeah. I take back the uh, yum yum boys depression brand microwave dinners. <laughs> um, and then I just return w- with a newfound spring in my step uh, back to Orgot and Felix. You look uh, different. I feel different. <laughs> hey, can you spot me some platinum? I need to run to some of these shops. No, but there's <laughs> a guy over there that'll give you ten. <laughs> Felix is just—he just turns away. <laughs> that old scam. <laughs> I'm just uh, shoveling uh, dipping blots in. <laughs> <laughs> is there—is there anything you need to get before you leave on the the ship, Felix? Everything's just paper, right? Oh my god, he figured it out. <laughs> I spit out. <laughs> what? You, you knew what you were getting. 
Just blackened teeth. <laughs> Nobody told me! <laughs> and then, yeah, Felix is just like, nah, I don't need any. He says to no one in particular. Yeah, nah, I don't need I anything. Don't need anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actualizes aloud. All right, uh, and you do uh, meet up on the ship. You see that Petite is, is sort of being gathered around, lots of menfolk uh, hitting on her. You see Bill has a, a new airbrush t-shirt. Look, guys, I got one with everybody on it. There's me, Petite, Flexo the dog boy, Ingot the turtle, and my favorite hard body automaton, Gil. Do these all look like the characters he's referring to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do look just like Flexo the dog boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And got the turtle. And Gil. Okay, and then I'm Gil, I guess. Yeah, Felix pats him on the back and is like, looks just like us. (laughs) Thanks, Flexo! Yep, that's my name. Give me one of those famous flexes. Felix, like, flexes a little bit. (laughs) Okay, do you want to give me a strength check? (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Okay, you don't have to. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) You see the muscle go like, (laughs) <laughs> it goes down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you hear the uh, the enormous horn of the ship blare as you hop aboard, uh, and then you hear uh, from this uh, large uh, mouth at the top of the the ship aboard the the crow's nest. Uh, music starts to play. L A space C E R T A right. L A space C E R T A right. And then everyone on the boat starts jamming. L-A space That's right! That's right! <laughs> Dude, I spelled that right. He spelled Dude, it I right! Spelled that right. <laughs> he spelled it right! Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> uh, Orgot's getting down. Also okay. affirming affirming the singer of the Lacerta <laughs> National right. Anthem that he spelled it right. <laughs> I love the idea of uh, a like party rock anthem being the national anthem of a place. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and this is where I would like to introduce for the first time the one of the great new features of RPG Later. <laughs> we will have a a travel encounter system. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and if if my math is correct, it will have more options than there are stars in the sky. <laughs> so more than five? <laughs> more than five. <laughs> so, yes. We're going to find out what happens on the trip from Porton to Lacerta. All right. So you, we, we, this is the RPG later Random travel encounters. Uh, you are going to roll three d10 one at a time so that you know what order they're in. Uh, each die will correspond to a category, and one entry from each category will determine your encounter. Who would like to go first? Felix. Uh, oh. Oh. Or God. Or God. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I am rolling a d10 for the setup. That is a one. Oh, man. So, setup. That is a five and a two. So, while bartering with a local bra smith, you find yourself unknowingly in the middle of a half marathon. By encounter's end, you've proudly parlayed this into a pocket full of oyster crackers. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I could have gone a lot worse. (laughs) I, I got some exercise and some oyster crackers out of it. 
all while on this cruise ship. Man, how many times do you have to? How big's the cruise ship? How many? How many laps around this cruise ship do I have to do to go thirteen miles? It's not. It's not enormous. No, it's. Uh, we're probably. You probably have like eight square feet, maybe, or, eight, or sixty-four square feet. So a few thousand laps. <laughs> so I, I have uh, taken my my oyster crackers and dumped it in my bag with the ink with the dipping blots and <laughs> given it a good shake, and I've made myself some. Uh, some important trail mix. <laughs> Usually you use newspaper for the added ingredient, but he likes to do his own thing. So it is my turn? Yes. Nine, seven, two. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I hand, I hand him some of my oyster crackers. <laughs> As you fall off your traveling vessel, attempting to get the sun out of your eyes... <laughs> A butterfly that looks a lot like a set of genitals lands on your face, <laughs> and then by encounters in, you proudly parlayed this into a pocket full of oyster crackers. <laughs> a story think- is starting to unfold. <laughs> I think Man, we can you- confirm that after, after uh, <laughs> Felix's hideous luck, I just handed him some crackers. <laughs> uh, for, I love- for your troubles. See, tabletop RPGs are so incredible because the story crafting that takes place, you just let those <laughs> dice fall. Okay, Belkson. All right. A seven, a nine, and here's hoping. <laughs> Come on. Another oh. nine. Okay, seven, nine, and nine. So that is, while, put, uh, while pulling out the last Jenga piece holding the stack upright, you meet a set of identical triplets and are able to identify each one with ease. Famous writer and monarch, King Stephen, has purchased the exclusive rights to use this event as the climax of his autobiography. <laughs> Ooh. That's very low-key. <laughs> Did that happen guys... later, or is King Stephen on the boat with us? I, I guess he must be on the boat. He must be a big uh, shadow breaker. <laughs> awesome. At his age, it's nice to see uh, King Stephen getting out still. <laughs> and uh, still purchasing the rights to fake events of his own, his own life that he passes off as his own yeah <laughs> <laughs> also what a thrilling climax he, right. he can pick out some triplets <laughs> and then I looked at them and I said Daryl, Geryl Beryl, you're three of my best friends the end <laughs> Okay, after the exciting events that take place aboard the <laughs> cruise ship, uh, the the ship uh, comes to a sudden halt. Uh, will each of you give me a dexterity check? A 16 for Felix. A 10 for Orgot. A 6 for Belkson. <laughs> okay, uh, Belkson and Orgot, you are uh, knocked down prone onto the floor of the cruise ship. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, Felix, however, you are able to catch yourself uh, and you're able to peer over the front of the boat uh, and you see that the ocean appears to be frozen. There's a, a layer of ice. You can just make out Lacerta in the, a short distance away. Hey, uh, Orgon. <laughs> He's having a seizure I'm, on the ground. <laughs> I run to help Orgot become unprone. Ah, uh, thanks. But not Belkson. <laughs> oh, wait. I, can you roll for King Stephen for me? 
Oh, yeah, I'll roll for King Steve. <laughs> Has he got any modifiers? So he's a he's well, like I'm probably a negative three, right? I'm I'm I don't want to nothing against uh, King Steven. <laughs> he's probably a negative three. Uh, it's a ten for King Steven. Okay, all right. Now he does collapse on top of uh, Felix, or sorry, on top of Wargot. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna go help with this situation. I guess <laughs> we're just all tangled up. Whoa! 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll go get Belks and see if he can help me. <laughs> you see uh, King Stephen writing this in his uh, autobiography. <laughs> Not as eventful as the climax of the book. but like... As the fake event. Then, then yeah. <laughs> and I guess once we solve that situation... Uh, Orgon, isn't, isn't Lacerda supposed to be tropical? Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, Mr. Stephen. Um, <laughs> sorry for letting you fall on me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, for letting you fall on me, that's a good thing to write down. Uh, who's the, who's the gnome from last week? That was not Whipple, oh. that was King Stephen. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm a big fan of your book, The Sit. It's very good. <laughs> You know, it's a little autobiographical. Sorry? <laughs> what about that? The, bo- <laughs> the book that. Is that one? Would you say that's autobiographical? I would. I saw a thing and I wrote a book about it. Wow. I- <laughs> and in sit, I was sitting the whole time I wrote it. Yeah, and I, I look over to Felix and I'm like, this guy's a freaking genius. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that. But why did we run into ice on the way to Lacerda? Oh! Do I know anything about that? Uh, give me intelligence. Uh, dirty 20. Alright, with a, a dirty 20, you are very confident that ice at Lacerda would be very odd. Oh, you absolute idiot, Felix! That is very odd! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured since it was supposed to be a tropical island, but we just ran into ice. Well, I'm very confident that it is out of place. <laughs> Well, does the ice look thick enough to uh, walk across? Uh, me, does... me, where's who's captain? Who's captain here? <laughs> you, you see, uh, two pair of uh, comical hands sort of uh, pop out of the top of the boat. Did someone say captain? Oh, the boat's alive. Uh, and, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I guess the hands slowly retract back into the <laughs> boat. Is there an anchor on the boat? Uh, there is. Can we drop it on the ice and see what happens? Sure. See, see how thick it is. I, I ask. Uh, I ask the uh, captain boat to to do that. Okay. Hey, yeah, you uh, you sort yeah you sort of see him trying to reach for the anchor. It's just it's right in the center. You were using it as the center of your marathon, your half marathon. <laughs> okay. It's just out of his reach. I just thought that maybe crew or something would be like a little bit more. Somebody would have seen the ice here or like. Somebody should be helping us deal with this situation. I don't know if there's a crew. I think it's just the captain. Captain Boat. Do we know that that's his name? And I (laughs) ineffectually try to lift the anchor until (laughs) someone else comes to help. I assume my boys are going to try and help me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. You can see their their faces are red from all the alcohol, but they're they're happy to help out. And you do uh, fling the anchor over the front of the boat. And it does crash through the ice. You see that it is 
uh, inches thick. It seems like when you crashed into the ice, you smashed through the thinnest part and are now sort of at this section that is incredibly thick ice. Okay, I think we can walk on that. Uh, how far is Lacerda? We can see it. Yeah, less than a mile. Okay. Well, you guys ready for a hike? I guess so. I can skate, right? Can we skate? I don't know. Can can you? I'm gonna try. Do you got skates? He's like ripping off some of the metal of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this affects Captain Boat. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Blood starts pouring out of the side of the boat. <laughs> uh, Captain Boat, can I have some of the metal to fashion skates, please? <laughs> that you're holding in your hands? <laughs> can, I st- can I keep this that I ripped from you? Yes. What's your name, by the way? Captain Boat. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I'm gonna tie a rope to the mast and start to rappel down the mountain. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, so nobody seems to think that... Are there supposed to be a bunch of tourists on the boat, too? Well, King Stephen's here, for sure. Yeah, King Stephen, yeah. a bunch of Turtlands, Petit, Bill. Yeah, so who, who all did you uh, allow to come with you? A little sour? Nah. Yeah, no. she she's at home holding this. down the base. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Wimple, our new our new pet Wimple, also there. I assume. Yeah, we got we got we paid Don John to babysit. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, of course the uh, Lacerton Highwaymen. I, I just find it odd that nobody seems to be worried about this ice here, but I will also rappel down the mountain. It seems like you are among the most sober of the people on the boat. You all just keep partying. We'll figure this out. Well, Felix tried to party. Felix is in a... He's in a Speedo, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Can we set up Mr. Boat's speakers before we leave to just play the Lacerda National Anthem on repeat? Uh, yes. Yeah, so hopefully, a... hopefully they don't notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually, there was, there was sort of a, a lull. But as soon as you start playing, everyone sort of wakes up. Okay. Will each of you give me dexterity checks? Oh, no. Just a 10. 14 for Orgot. 11 for Boatson. All right. Uh, so traveling, you do slip and fall quite a few times. You notice that when you do fall, the air that was warm and sunny feeling, as soon as you touch the ground, it is somehow ice cold. And you can even feel coming through the bottoms of your shoes, the, this cold, uh, even though the air itself is quite warm and tropical. You travel for a few minutes before you see a figure walking just the same as you from Lacerta towards you, uh, attempting to sort of meet you in the middle. What's it look like? Uh, will it give me focus checks? 11 for Felix. 14 for Orgot. 8 for Belkson. Uh So with a 14, you, you can't identify exactly what this figure is. You do notice that it is wearing armor, this sort of yellowish armor, and walking towards you. It has this long red cape behind it. Okay, watch yourselves, guys. He looks tough. And then do you continue to approach? Yeah. I'll let, I'll let uh, Orgot take the lead since he's he's from Lacerda. Okay. Uh, as you get closer and closer, within speaking distance, uh, you do see and hear the figure speak to you. Howdy! Who goes there? Hey, it's, it's Orgot! I'm Belkson! And and I'm Felix. Uh, Lacertans, I, I assume? I, I am. And we're with him. Yeah, with me. I'm the last of an ancient race. Uh, oh, okay, uh, the name's, the name's Gerard, uh, I'm of the Golden Knights. <gasps> oh uh, my god! <laughs> also, uh, no you're not, Doctor. <laughs> no, I'm a robot. 
It's really not important. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice to meet you, Gerard. Uh, you have business on the island? We're in a bit of a quarantine here. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we came to, what, what are we doing? Beetle time? Yeah, we're going to a temple. We're going to the, the Aggression Temple to see the Beetle Man. Hmm. What are you doing? Uh, I, I was, I was charged with, uh, taking care of this island. You see, there's been an incident. The whole thing, uh, what you can see, has been frozen over. Yeah. Is it cold? It's cold. <laughs> I can never tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you see, here's the thing. Uh, we, we can't allow any Shadow Breakers to come onto the island. Uh, however, Stormcrow recognizes the, the importance of a certain Blood Oaths, uh, and it will extend each member of the Brood being allowed to come onto the island. Uh, I don't suppose any of these mainlanders are a part of your brood? And he, you can kind of see he's giving you, like, a raised eyebrows. Um, are, are the highwaymen with me? Are they on the boat? Uh, they came with you. Uh, just a second. Uh, I, I'm gonna go over and huddle with the highwaymen and, uh, be like, So, what do you say about letting these two into our brood just for, uh, just for the day? I'm pointing to Felix and Belkson. <laughs> Mm. If it's gotta be done, it's gotta be done. Thanks, Chad. You're the best. Uh, yeah, all of us in the brood together. The highwaymen. Uh, all right, you see that uh, Gerard takes off his helmet, uh, and you can see now how ill-fitting it is on him. It's an incredibly large suit of armor on this fairly small man. Nice outfit. Uh, thank you. It's a it's standard issue. Uh, we have a shaman by the name of uh, Rodgort. He's been allowed to stay at the falls. Uh, she and I have become quite good friends, actually. I didn't ask. Well, she'll be able to have perform you seen the, the ritual. New Thor? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, we are, we're already uh, together, right? We're, we're already part of the brood. We don't need a ritual. You are here to perform a ceremony, right? Uh, we're, we're here to do something in the temple, yeah? And I'm looking to the other people in my party. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. here to, um, he's trying to decide if he's supposed to try to lie or not. Do you, do you know what a, a, a warp, warpus primordia is? Hey, 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 hey. Um. Okay, never mind. Do you, you're familiar with, uh, you remember, would Felix, rem- has he seen Gerard mentioned in Cecil's notebook? You tell me, David. Let's. I would think so. I'll give. Do you want to give I'm an intelligence? An intelligence check. It's okay. it's rolling. It's rolling. Re- it's really eleven. <laughs> so like he remembers the Gerard, and so mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't know this is the Gerard. It's like, do you know a Cecil Oakleaf? Mm. No, it doesn't ring a bell. You must <laughs> not be that Gerard then. You don't know the adventure adventure emporium either. The adventure emporium? Uh, I'm familiar with it. I've heard of it. We're kind of working with them, and we're on some business, and we're just kind of going through Lacerda to get to the Aggression Temple. Um, I'm afraid to say I can't allow anyone to come through unless they're locals performing well, a, a ceremony. He, I guess we're performing the ceremony. You were you were damn right about that earlier. Sorry, we uh yeah, that was just a test, and yeah, you passed. and you passed. You're gold star for the gold knight. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get off the ice and talk about this more on the island? Is it cold? It's cold. Felix is gonna take out his jacket. <laughs> he's got a he's got a cashmere sweater. You want some trail mix? <laughs> Are you walking with him now? Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking to Belkson. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> you do see that he uh, looks down at the uh, your offerings. I, I, no, I, I I'm full. Thank you. Are you sure? Do you like dickles? 
<laughs> Where did you guys say you were from? <laughs> <laughs> we're from Pinnacle. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you traveled for a moment. <laughs> For a few minutes, uh, They're just come cubers dickled. <laughs> as you as you approach the island, you do see that the island itself is also covered in ice. The houses, the sand, each blade of grass, and inches thick of ice. You sort of get to this makeshift tent on the edge of the island. Gerard goes in, uh, and you see that he sort of tosses out, sliding to you, these boots. You're gonna want to wear these. Our uh, our blacksmiths have fashioned lead. To the bottom of them. They'll keep the cold out. Oh, I've got my skates. He does a little, like, spin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you see frost sort of fly off of them from the bottom of their skates. Yeah, I'll, I'll put mine on. Yeah, same. Uh, at some point, either before this, or I guess now, uh, Belkson would want to ask kind of what's going on. Hey, Gerard, you said that there's a quarantine. Is I guess it's related to this, or what? what's going on exactly? Yeah, well, I have to admit, I'm not exactly an expert in this this area. I was uh, I was deployed down here. We initially thought it was just a plumbing problem. The pipes were all frozen and we couldn't make heads or tails of it. Eventually the whole island froze over. We had to evacuate. Uh, if you're looking for a place to stay, the Lacertans have refuge in Stormcrow. And you're more than welcome. Now, uh, out of character, uh, do I know where Stormcrow is? You, no, you do not. Any other questions? <laughs> no, we'll probably head to Stormcrow, I guess. And we'll... Uh... We'll do our own thing. We have to complete our ritual, I think. And he looks over at Orgot. Yes. Okay. Then you're going to want to see the falls. Got to do that first. Yep. <laughs> Alone. Preferably. Without you. Go away. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say I'm going to have to accompany you, but I can be good company. I How doubt it. How so? <laughs> well, for one, I'll keep you safe. I know a straight path. It's changed quite a bit with all the ice. We're going to have to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're ready, I guess way, if you're ready I guess. to go, we can Yeah, we can get get through this real quick. Let's not take any longer than we have to. <laughs> yeah, you're Are you sure you're from Lacerta? How long have you lived in Pinnacle? You talking to me? Yeah. Like how long has it been? <laughs> uh, I guess I don't know for uh, How how long has it been since the episode where I joined? Uh maybe 3 months. I'll say a number. Okay. Uh, two years? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, the certain people are often very kind, and I have to admit, I've been more than kind to you, and I would appreciate the same in return. I bet you would. <laughs> and then we're gonna... I'm gonna lag behind him now, and sort of whisper over to Felix and Belkson, like, Alright, we need to tie this guy up as soon as possible. <laughs> aren't, aren't you in the... I've been like, isn't that your specialty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow your lead. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wait till we get where we need to go, and then we're gonna ambush him. <laughs> okay, all right. He does lead you through these strange paths. It does seem like the you can see the paths that are intended to be walked on, covered in ice and almost closed off with uh, hanging ice in some places. Uh, and in fact, he has found this trail. You walk up some bushes and climb a, a small tree. As you're sort of walking on top of the canopy, you follow Gerard, uh, traveling deeper into the wilds of Lacerta. You, you see that he's able to travel these paths with his eyes closed. Uh, and you know this because as you travel, to break the awkward silence, he hands you his torch and he, he pulls out a small lute out of his bag and begins to play and sing. Uh, and you can hear that the surrounding ice gives this sort of haunting echo to the song. 
you travel deeper into Hold on, the... do we uh do we do we know what song it is? <laughs> uh uh Maybe I hear the blues it called it. The yeah, the best song to break awkward silence. <laughs> call it again. <laughs> I guess it just keeps playing it because it's like <laughs> twenty like seconds, seconds long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you you do travel deep into this uh frozen jungle. And eventually Gerard, his music stops. Uh, and not just because he's only singing a 10-second song over and over again. Call salad it. <laughs> right. Just before he gets to the best part, before he says eggs. <laughs> and at the base of this uh, enormous, gigantic, frozen waterfall, you see a large man, a human, wearing a large fur coat. His legs are crossed, and he's smoking a pipe. You also see a figure laying behind him, a Lacertan with uh, frozen blood about her head. Dead. And then I would like to introduce the second <gasps> newest feature of RPG later with an exclamation point or two. We as an audience see that this figure has a flaming skull above his head. Oh and my he God. is a legendary character. So any combat, any attacks on this character will require you to, f- to uh, roll at disadvantage. Where you will th- roll three dice and take the two lowest. Uh, and the, the figure is silent, sort of, his eyes closed, smoking a pipe. Hey, is that your buddy, Gerard? Uh, you can you can sort of see Gerard shakily uh, grasping at his sword, and uh, he shakes his head no. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, you see the figure look up to you uh, with a large smile on his face, a large toothless smile. Howdy, friend. I'm Orgot. What's up? What's your name? Uh, you can call me the Fisherman. Maybe you can help me out. Yeah, maybe. I'm looking for a Felix, a Petite, and a Sour. Hmm, well... Would you happen to know what these guys look like? Felix is some kind of fox man. Never Petite's a centaur. And Sour is some kind of carrot. Or maybe a dickle. <laughs> uh, that sounds ridiculous, sir. If you don't mind me saying. I only know a Flex of the Dog Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta be honest, son. I thought it was ridiculous, too. But... I see a fox man right in front of me. No, no, it's a dog boy. He, this is Flexo. Woof, woof, and then I do my trademark flex. Do I have to do 3D, 3D10 <laughs> to flex? <laughs> uh, yeah, give me a, a disadvantaged charisma roll. Oh, charisma? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to try to lie to him that you're Flexo the dog boy. Uh, Thirteen. Unfortunately, he is uh, unconvinced, though amused, and he gives you a big, a big toothless smile again. Well, how about I just lay it all out there? I have been assigned to keep you here by a vampire named Lloyd Stanley. And that's what I'm going to do. You see, I don't eat, I don't sleep. Sometimes, I don't even blink. Now, I can keep this up for about eight months. At which point, I'll need to feed again. And at that point, I figure if Lloyd hasn't got done whatever it is he plans on doing, then you're off the hook, free to go. We got that so far, or can I continue? Yeah, go ahead. I'll talk to the little guy here. He seems like he's uh, a little smarter than the rest of you. We got enough food here for the three people I'm looking for. Felix, Petit, Sour, and two more companions to survive for those eight months. Now, I think it's clear to all of us you got a few too many companions. And in fact, you're missing a few. And I'm sure you've noticed that I removed one of your overages here. And he gestures to the Lacertin behind him. So, with a big smile, he says, What I need you to do is to choose which two of your companions here you'd like to keep alive. 
And then he pipes, he pops the pipe back in his mouth with a big smug smile, as if he's giving you some great deal. So there's this guy's no going, no going back to the boat. Well, I can accompany you back to the boat, but I can promise you we're going to come back here with the three that I'm looking for, and because of my kindness, two of your companions. Um, but the boat can go back. I doubt that. What if the ones you're looking for aren't here? They'll be here. We didn't. I've been bring sure to that. Is it sunny? Kind of overcast, uh, it, or it is just starting to get dark. So it, it is sur- sunny currently, and he's not burning. Uh, he is in a sort of cave just behind the waterfall. Oh, so you can't come out? Well, I can come out. Do it. All right. He is going to whip open his coat, his large fur coat, and you see there are a line of knives on his hip, uh, and he's going to take one and throw it underneath the canopy from which you are standing. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm going to glance at uh, at my boys and just like, let's charge this guy. Okay. How many? There's what? There's six others? Is that right? Uh, I actually never remember how many I think there, there are. I'm pretty sure there were seven of us. I, I say we, we grab our spears and get to poking. <laughs> okay. He is going to uh, launch the small knife towards you. Uh, and will all of you give me dexterity checks? Disadvantage? Uh, no, just regular. That is a 20 for Belkson. Uh, 16 for Orgot. 13 for Felix. Okay, nice. All right. The the knife is going to uh, fly towards you. You are able to avoid it. But then behind you, where the knife has slung, he stands holding it underneath the shadow of the canopy of the frozen trees. I thought about trying to catch it. Oh, my God. I thought I should have I tried to catch it, but I, did, I wasn't confident enough in my role. It would have been inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> Felix, is it? I'd like to take my, yeah, it is. I want to take my, try to take my silver short sword. Okay. What are you going to do with it? Cut him. Okay. Give me a disadvantage attack roll. What is it? Still 17. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You, you sort of see he has this smug look on his face as you quickly pull out your short sword and stick it in your into his shoulder. Uh, and you do see that he is sort of smugly staring at you for a moment uh, until this bit of flame appears on his shoulder where you stabbed him. Now! I'm going to have all of the Lacertans try and stab him at the same time. Okay. Give me, because of the surprise, give me a non-disadvantaged roll. Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, with a 14, it seems like you are going to be able to uh, stab at him, uh, but because of the way the people are laid out, uh, you will get in the way of all the other highwaymen. Is that okay? Or would you like to let, allow one of them to go through? Maybe one of the ones that don't even have names. Let one of those guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do it. Okay. You are able to plunge the spear into his gut. Uh, however, unlike Felix's short sword, it does not burst into flames. I, I twist it. Okay. And it doesn't seem like he notices yours, especially compared to the his now, his now flaming coat. What in tarnation? He's going to uh, knock the what bit of the short sword that's in his sh- shoulder out by taking a step backwards. Felix still has his sword? He does. All right. Do you see that he, he now is sort of fuming and angry? He's going to uh, pull off his coat quickly. That was my favorite coat! And you see that his arms are covered in these incredibly faded tattoos. You really can't even make out any of them. They're so faded. His arms covered in these sort of splotchy black spots. What would you like to do? He, it, it seems like he's hovering his hand over his... What you see now is a, an enormous large bandolier of small knives. Those are going to be mine soon. And then <laughs> I want to fire jet at him. Okay, give me a a disadvantage. Yep. Still pretty good. Yeah. 15. 
All right, with, with a 15, you are able to launch directly at him. What would you like to do? Is he at the edge of the canopy? No, unfortunately, he. if you were to knock him backwards, he would go deeper. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just, like, take out the sword and just try to, like, plunge it into his chest while I'm launching at him. All right, give me an attack roll at disadvantage. What's this canopy made of? What's holding it up, I guess, is a better question. Uh, it's essentially uh, made of coconut trees that have been frozen. Oh, man, I should have tried to can- go up to the top and just burn the canopy. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant a noka cut. Noka cut. Well, yeah. easy, easy. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Well, that is a six. A six. Okay. As you, you fly towards him, he is able to grab your wrists. Uh, you sort of collapse on him at the same, and he's going to attempt to throw you towards the highwayman. Give me dexterity. Not disadvantage, though. <laughs> uh, still a six. <laughs> All right. You are going to crash into the highwayman and give me damage. Can I catch him before he crashes uh, into the highwayman? Sure. Give me a roll. Dexterity? Yeah. That is a seven to catch. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Felix. So we, we all just get knocked over like bowling pins. Yeah. <laughs> right. Belkson sort of steps in the way to catch you, Felix. Uh, will you roll damage for me? Uh, uh-oh. All right. So you take right. two endurance. Two damage. All right, yeah. Your head cracks against uh, Belkson's as you knock him over onto the highwayman. Uh, and I guess, Orgot, because you did step forward, uh, you are now sort of standing alone with everyone, a, a big pile of people behind you. Is he still uh, well, focused on them? Not anymore. Now he's sort of focused on you. H- however, you have the initiative. He's sort of following through from his large throw. Well, <laughs> is my spear still in his gut or did I take it out? When he stepped back, it came out. I'm going to try again for his heart. No, 14. Okay. Would you like to precisely, but more weakly, place it in his heart? Or hard, anywhere else you'd like? I guess I'd just like to get it in his heart. And you are able to, with his follow-through, rear back, and give a, a good stab right in his heart. Uh, and you, you feel this uh, incredible halting as you hit what feels like metal covering his heart. He's got the date-proof vest. He is going to attempt to disarm you. What would you like to do? You see him grabbing at your spear. So back to... Last episode when we were looking at the the vests, uh, are there any, could we get him like, what's the coverage on that look like? Could we get him like through the armpit maybe? <laughs> could we reach the heart that way? Yeah, so it seems like it, it, it's probably a maybe eight inch circle covering his heart and also the same on the backside. And okay. then it's held together with chains. So yes, the armpit would be good coming down, just not directly from the front or back. Okay, I'm going to let the spear go from for now and just uh, try and arm myself with a stake instead. Okay. Kind of uh, rustle one out of my backpack as I sort of back up and regroup. Okay. Will you give me a, a roll for him trying to take that weapon away from you? See what he's able to do with it, depending on how you handle it. Uh, that's a six. Okay. Uh, with a six, crushing up against his breastplate, uh, he is going to grab it. Uh, and then with a spin, he's going to... Spin and gain momentum and try and hit you with the very tip of it on your face. What would you like to do? Mid-spin. Uh, mid-spin, I'm going to do splits on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Give me dexterity, presumably. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, with a 13, you are able to duck underneath it. The spear flies just above your head. Uh, you're not quite able to get all the way down, but <laughs> it's enough that everyone is still really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you do you want to use your split token to really cram it down that you've earned over your years? I'm going to save my split token in case I need it later. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Uh, because of the ice, he is going to uh, continue to spin a bit, losing his footing, uh, and he is going to start to fall towards you, Orgot. What would you like to do uh, mid splits? <laughs> what side is he falling on? You mean on his side? Yeah. Like how how is he falling onto me? I guess. Uh, his right arm was swinging the spear, and it's off to his side. So he's going to fall on his right side with the spear sort of angled upwards. Okay. Can I sort of roll out of the way and? Since he's going to be on his right side, can I try and stab him through his left armpit? Yes. So I'm going to try to roll out of the way first, which is a 16 to roll out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you are able to. <laughs> well, from a from a near-perfect split into a <laughs> deft roll. And then I guess I'm going to try and stake him th- through the armpit, assuming he's sort of wheeling his arms around and I can get under there. Yeah, yeah this would be a perfect time to go for the armpit. All right, I'm going to go for it. Okay, that's a 7. Okay. Yes. Un- unfortunately, the flailing of his arm was actually so violent that it knocks the stake out of your hand as it slides into the jungle. But he does collapse in front of you. Belkson, you have just crushed several highwaymen. I want to hop up real quick. The fisherman is now down after that most recent interaction, right? Correct. The vest. I- here's what I want to try to do. And if it's impossible, I won't try to do it. <laughs> Or if it's like obviously logistically That's impossible. a good choice. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if this will not work, I will not have done it. I will not and do I, it. Yeah. Oh, you mean a test attack? <laughs> so I, <laughs> test fight. Test fight. <laughs> test fight. Yeah. You know how in, in Wii Golf, you can take a few practice swings before you really like do the dang thing? <laughs> right. So I'm doing right now. Um, so I want to charge at him and focus my stone strength into my arms and just try to rip this vest off of him. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to give me a dexterity to both get up and move on the ice. We'll, we'll combine that into one dexterity check. Jeez, that is a five. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, your footing is compromised because of all the limbs on which you're standing. And then underneath that is a poor foundation of ice. Uh, as you sort of uh, slip and struggle, you aren't even able to stand up. Felix. I'd like to try to, so there are a bunch of nooker-cut trees around, and that's what's got the canopy? (laughs) Correct. I would like to use plant growth to try to overgrow these trees to break apart the ice canopy. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. A 12. Okay. Uh, With a 12, you are going to be able to do this to exactly one tree. Okay. Would you like to do it between you and the fisherman, behind him, or to the side of him? Let's do it between me and him. That way, that way, he won't have a direct path to uh, to the highwayman because I'm I'm also in the pile of highwaymen. Okay, and yes, uh, indeed, you do see these vines start to grow from the tree outward uh, as the ice cracks and breaks, leaving sort of this strange uh, noka cut tree, full and bushy between you and the fisherman. Is is okay. any sunlight through? No, I guess not. Doesn't okay. seem like it. The fisherman is going to attempt to grab Orgot by the foot. What would you like to do, Orgot? Yeah. You take, and we're going to do the Orgot's new rule. We've all agreed he takes triple disadvantage when he's having a seizure. <laughs> Where is everyone else in relation to me right now? Uh, they are just behind you in a big pile. All right. I'm going to use that dance dance institution practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do like, a, uh, what's the move called when you're like on your back and you sort of launch up to your feet from mm. your from your back. Mm, yeah, the classic uh, wrestler move. I don't know if it has a name. Maybe we should, you want to name that? Call that the Orgot? <laughs> I'm going to Orgot. Orgot's going to Orgot? It's a 15. 
All right, with a 15 again, your Dance Dance Institution skills are serving you well as you leap to your feet. And the stake has been knocked out of my hands, right? Correct. Uh, and currently, he's sort of reaching where your feet were. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and spook him with my fear of the green god. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as he's reaching to the wrong place, I'm going to scream in his face. All right, and then you'll have to give me disadvantage on that. That's not very scary. <laughs> okay. Uh, although I, he is impressed, solidly impressed. You see a smile on his face. Okay. From your, from your <laughs> orgot. At least I have his respect. <laughs> and you kind of, you kind of hear him uh, mumble under his breath, orgot. <laughs> 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 uh, he is going to shout back at you. Ah! <laughs> and when he does, yeah, I would, I would like you all to roll charisma checks, normal charisma checks. Nine. 13. 14. All right. Well, then, unfortunately, the fisherman, as he yells, you see his body disappear, leaving only his yellow eyes. And then each of you sees several owls, almost as if his body is turned into shadow, and these owl-like figures fly up into the canopies and surrounding you. You can't quite make out where he is. Belkson. Hold on. What's Gerard doing? (laughs) Uh, he is currently being covered by you see you see uh, his loot sort of sticking out of the pile of highwaymen. <laughs> okay, he said he could protect this. He's not doing it so far. Can I? <laughs> uh, I still haven't gotten up. Can I try to get up and help Gerard up? Uh, depends on what. If you just want to help him get up and get up, yeah. No, no cool actions like uh, I don't know, maybe like a split or an orgot. <laughs> I, I make yeah. both of us orgot. I like manipulate his legs and body so he orgots as well. We both orgot in tandem. Okay, specifically Gerard? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, you are you are able to do so. I guess I want to roll focus to basically do a perception check and, like, try to get a beat on where he is. Sure, maybe, yeah, absolutely. Take a, take a good look at these owls. The owls are not what they seem. That is a... I'd, s- like, I'd like to do the same. <laughs> that's a 17. Okay. Uh, that's a dirty 21. <laughs> Taking a moment to examine the owls, you do see that there are two that appear to be moving much more than the rest of them. One of them is just behind the pile on the opposite side of Orgot. The pile of people, I mean. That's a nice Uh, pile. (laughs) And the other is sitting at the top of the tree that has been overgrown. Uh, The the several other owls, uh, it's almost as if they all move at the exact same time. I don't want to shoot an owl. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to try and stake (laughs) the one that's close to me. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay, with a 16. Pulling another stake out of your bag, you are you are able to sort of lunge forward and stake one. Uh, and as you do, you see the fisherman appear, the stake sitting in his arm, uh, and all of the other owls disappear. I look to Felix, and uh, I say, roast him! And then I duck. <laughs> yeah, I will try to roast him. Okay. <laughs> He's not roasted. No, unfortunately. And in fact, the fire flies past him into the now overgrown tree, uh, which quickly lights ablaze. Yeah, that was that was my next plan was to try to use the inverse of plant growth to like plant decay mm. to try to like burn the whole canopy down. So that's even better. Even the whole plan is just accelerated. Felix says aloud as a flaming tree is inches from Orgot. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll run and try to, or I'll try to skate over and help Orgot out of the way. Or I, can, okay. I guess I can run to him. Put my okay. cashmere sweater at risk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
12. Okay, with a 12. Would you like to fix your footing tightly so that you can crash into the fisherman? Or would you like to crash into Orgot? I'll crash into the fisherman. Okay. Uh, and you do. You get a powerful push off of the heavy and, and now anchored uh, pile of bodies uh, as you fly towards the two. Uh, and you do crash into the fisherman as you press him up against this now burning and overgrown tree. Can I try to take out my sword and cut him? Let's do Belkson first. I want to run at him, like charge at the fisherman. Once I have good enough momentum and I'm sliding at him, I want to turn into a giant wall. I want to, I want to crush Felix, please. <laughs> uh, as well, I'm running, too, I'm like, Felix. Yeah, I'll, Felix, be, get out of the way. I'll be trying to wrench my stake out of his arm and diving out of the way from the, the wall coming at me. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Uh, uh, Gerard's going to go too. He's going to leap uh, between Felix's legs uh, so that he gets crushed by the wall as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I punch both Felix and Orgot on the way there too. I'll roll to hit them with advantage. All right. You're going to try and precisely smash the... Fisherman? Yes, but I am going to yell at them to get out of the way. <laughs> okay. Guess, do you want a focus for the magic of that, or... Uh, you tell me how it's going to be done. Are you going to are you going to turn into a wall, a tall wall, then fall all the way over there, or are you going to run towards him? I think I'm running. I think it's mostly Dex. I think I'm running toward oh, yeah. him, normal wall, and just slamming into him, and trying to, like, pin him so Felix can really do whatever he needs to next. Okay, yeah, give me a normal Dex, then. <sighs> my gosh double natural that's a, one that's a crit fail for sure <laughs> there goes my right. character watch right. him as he's crushed okay orgot in the excitement you are able to press off uh, quickly towards the the three villains of the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah excited you turn into a wall a bit too quickly and i would like Orgot and Felix to give me roll for damage. Oh, oh no, Os. Os. Uh, Orgot is fine. Okay. Uh, you fly over Orgot. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's two. <laughs> it's two end. Okay, one endurance left. All right. You press the fisherman up against the burning tree as his skin starts to bubble and pop, Oops. and then you are struck mightily from the behind, Felix. Yep. As you and Belkson slide across the ice, uh, away from the party and the fishermen. He will be the last of his ancient race. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Felix. <laughs> he says very quietly because he's right next to you. Wait, is Orgot still there? Did he not get Orgot knocked is... away? You didn't. Correct. Yeah, you, you feel this like uh, cold breeze fly past you over your head, almost blowing your hat that you now have off. Yeah, actually, it does blow your new ports and no! hat right off. No, uh, but it is your turn, Orgot. Sorry, Felix. I know you had a plan there. <laughs> no, it's sometimes. Sometimes your plan just hits a brick wall. That's his new so catchphrase. He's, he's like actively burning now. Is that what's happening? Uh, that's correct. Although it doesn't seem to bother him in the same way that, for instance, the silvered short sword did. You didn't happen to drop that short sword, did you? <laughs> I took two points of damage. I don't know, let me, uh, I can roll a, uh, what, focus check? Yeah, give me focus. Let's find out. 11. Okay, with an 11, you do keep one of them. It's pinned between you and Belkson. Uh, however, you do drop one Okay. Uh, just out of reach of Orgot, though. So you're going to have to go and get it if you want it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> what would you like to do? You see that he is standing over you now, aflame, his flesh burning. 
I'm, I'm using my split token, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a 15 to do the splits and grab the grab the short sword. Okay. We all just hear this uh, let me ask, pop. do you do you grab you do the splits so that you can reach it with your toes and you grab the short sword with your yes. toes? Yes. And then I'm going nice. to sort of fling it into my hand. <laughs> right. Yeah, well you you can like barely touch the the tip of it. But then you use your splits token to <laughs> go the extra inch so that your 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 mighty toes can fling it into your hand. I want to sort of uh, move into a crouch and then sort of jump into his armpit with the short sword. <laughs> okay, give me a disadvantage attack. No. <laughs> no, I won't. Okay. <laughs> they say as they're like, as you're just slide. drifting away on the ice. Yeah we, yeah, we cut back to the boat and you see them slide past it into the water. All right, uh, you slap your legs together out of your splits to fly upwards. Unfortunately, it was too cool of a move as you don't quite have the balance to swing the sword. It flies above his head and he is going to quickly pull out one of his knives and he's going to try and plunge it into your stomach. What would you like to do? How does vampire venom work? Uh, is it like a snake where it has to be injected? Uh, if I, I if, so. if I bite him with my poison, is it going to infect me as a vampire uh, i see that is a great question <laughs> i think we i think orgot's gonna have to find out if he wants to bite him oh actually give me intelligence 18 i should know okay yeah you do know that as long as you don't swallow it there should be no ill effect and uh vampire blood is quite thick and viscous so it should be easy to spit out and yummy <laughs> yeah yeah that's the only tough part is that's wanting the hard to spit part. It out. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like old newspaper and oyster crackers. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm just going to lean down and try and bite his arm as it's coming towards me. Okay. So you're going to take the the knife or are you going to hope that the bite's I'm gonna, enough I'm, I'm going to hope the bite stops him. Okay. Give me a disadvantage attack. Okay. Hey! Uh, 19. Okay, with a 19, uh you I'm clamping do in down, fact, clamping down hard too. You do. Yeah, you clamp down hard and you do in fact taste uh a licky good as, <laughs> as the thick uh, vampire blood seeps into your mouth and your gums. You do hear him sort of yelp, uh, and, and because your head is right next to his wrist, he is unable to jab the knife into you. All right, I'm 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 chewing till I till I meet bone on him on his arm. <laughs> All right, and and as you do bite down, uh, you you hear this plang come from behind you. And you see that Gerard has taken out his loot and smashed it over the vampire's head. Uh, I, thanks, Gerard. I guess I'm going to try and stab him with the sword again. Uh, I'm going to try and cut his head off with the sword while he's distracted by Gerard. Okay. 15. Okay, with a 15, you are able to, because he is distracted, take the short sword and lodge it into his neck. However, you only make it about halfway into his neck and you, you feel it catch but you do see these sparks and flames pour out of his flesh uh, and he is not looking well felix you are under belkson and you are you you both of you have now uh come to a slow rubbing up against the a ramp made by an icy tree uh, and then you sort of slowly weakly slide back in the other direction but not quite fast enough to get there maybe not without a little help and then i want to hold on to belkson and fire jet <laughs> yeah okay uh 17 all right with a 17 where would you like to go 
I guess we'll go. So Orgot is probably on one side of the tree. Where is Gerard? So from where you are, you can basically see Gerard in the tree. And then on the other side of the tree is the fisherman. And on the other side of the fisherman is Orgot. I don't want to hit Orgot, but we are not in the fisherman's on the other side of the tree. So we can't hit him with the wall. You can you can just see sort of his cheek. So it would it would take a a skilled maneuver to make uh, it to. <laughs> well, I don't, we'll just uh, maneuver Belkson in a way that, or maybe he could even transform into something that's not a wall. But who can say? <sighs> Depends on the day. Belkson, your thoughts about whether or not I'm currently still a wall? <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's turned he's turned you into a missile essentially. I love that, and I can <laughs> remain a wall. <laughs> that's the great climax. Uh, that Belkson remains a wall. Yeah, where'd you like to go, Felix? I don't want Belkson to hurt anyone else as I've been hurt, so I'll try to maneuver him beside the tree, and then I'll jump off and try to plunge the short sword into his face. Okay. Your short sword? Yes. All right, you are able to uh, deliver the payload successfully just on the other side of the tree. Yep. The, I guess, the, I, well, uh, the tree's on fire. Is that what you want to do? No, I was, I was going to, like, Put him into like another tree or something. I'm just, okay. I'm going to use him as a something to jump off of or jump off of him onto. <laughs> this has changed. Uh, your big moment's gone, Belks, and I'm sorry. No longer a battering <laughs> ram. There's no way to like pilot Belks in without like yeah. three quarter murder. Yeah. So you, you do you want to send, uh, send both of you towards the gap between uh, or on the other side of Gerard and then leap off of him towards the fisherman? Yeah. I, okay. I know it'll be really hard to keep that much momentum, so I might just like try to stop at a just kind of hop off. Yeah, as, hop off as, as he's going by. <laughs> yeah. As he as he crashes into the <laughs> the, the, the highwaymen, the the highwaymen who are set up like who are just now standing up, set up like uh, bowling pins. <laughs> yeah, it's like four, then three, then two, then one. <laughs> or do I tie to, try to tie some rope? And like have Belks and like swing Sling around, shot around the tree, around to smash the. Hot, the that hot. seems very hard, but very cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's go for it. Ooh, I'll do vine growth. Oh, you're gonna make a vine whip, a vine rope. Yeah. Okay. Off of the burning tree. So let's try that. So okay. So to be clear, you're like, <laughs> you're growing a vine from the burning tree to attach to Belkson. <laughs> So that Belkson will slingshot around the tree and, and smash into the highwayman. The highwayman. Sorry. No, to uh. All right, let's try vine growth. I'm gonna squish uh, thir- this man. Thirteen. Okay, with a thirteen, I am I am required to let this happen. <laughs> well, as in a mixed some, success, in some way, yeah, yeah, in some form, yeah. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, your your aim is uh, not quite uh, precise. So the vine line that you've created is a bit too long. Uh, so rather than swinging around the tree uh, and crashing into the fisherman, the vine is going to wrap. If it continues, Orgot and the fisherman against the tree as you continue <laughs> to spin around it. What about Gerard? I can unwall. <laughs> oh, correct, Gerard as well. Oh. Now what about Gerard instead of Orgot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, David. You get it's now been uh, upgraded to Gerard, Orgot, and the Fisherman. That's fine. Assuming Orgot uh, fails a dexterity check, the sword's still in his neck, right? Correct. Orgot is going to forego the dexterity check to try, and he's going to pull out one of Maxwell's silver hammers <laughs> and try and 
hammer the <laughs> the blade through the rest of his neck. Okay, yeah, you you see uh, Felix's plan in your mind perfectly, his intent, and you'd like to get hammering. And he <laughs> he just says to himself, "I wish I had saved that split token." <laughs> yes, that's you always you always regret using it. Yeah. So that is a thirteen to get hammering. Okay. With a 13, would you like to take damage from Felix's maneuver, but get hammering? Or would you like to get tied up without damage, but miss a hammer? I'm going to get hammering. Okay. All right. With a, a swing of your hammer, you are able to lodge the silver past this hardened point in his neck, and you do see his head fly upwards. Like Rock'em uh, Sock'em Robots? <laughs> uh, a bit. So may- maybe a tumbled tumble upwards with the momentum of the tiny hammer and the uh. the sword. Tink. <laughs> and then I am hit by a flaming <laughs> <laughs> wall. And then, yes, you, you feel this uh, tight rope wrap around the back of your neck, pulling at your flesh. <laughs> and roll damage for me, Orgot. Please, no. no I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine, fine somehow. <laughs> You're sick of right. one of those in a row. There's like a... Uh, like a a crevice type spot in the tree that you just like slide into or like as <laughs> as the sword goes through uh his neck it sort of just flies and happens to cut the vine mm. as he as it flies away <laughs> and then from from the boat where everyone's partying you see uh belkson just fly out of the canopy <laughs> <laughs> up into the air <laughs> Do we, do we want that to happen? I'm fine with that happening. I've done literally nothing this entire combat, <laughs> yeah, right. and I deserve hey, you've done death. some good damage. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. true. Belkson, Belkson uh, you're still pretty low to the ground, but you are picking up speed, wrapping around this tree. Uh, it is quickly cut by the short sword, uh, and you are flung into a pair of trees that are acting as a ramp that sort of launch you perfectly vertically up into the air. And then you hear a couple miles away, everyone on the boat is cheering for, yeah. for Belkson. <laughs> and and Belkson, that gets you a new split token. Yeah! <laughs> this is my favorite addition to RPG later! <laughs> okay. You see the head of the vampire plop onto the ground. And strangely enough, however, the eyes appear to still be moving. Uh, it's as if the head itself is attempting to speak, but unable to uh, because of the lack of lungs. So now you have a, a headless vampire that is attempting to grab at you, Orgot. Is the head facing his body like he can still see what he's doing? Uh, every now and then because it's spun off his body and is now sliding, spinning away from it slowly. Uh, I'd like to kick the head away. <laughs> okay. I guess give me, I'll, I'll take away the disadvantage for kicking his immobile head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's a dirty 21. I'm, I'm okay. punting. I'm, I'm going to kick a field goal with his head. <laughs> I've got I've got bad news for you, uh, Orgot. You, you do such a great punt. It flies out of the canopy, and his head gets a split token as well. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> Everybody cheers for the head. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Surely the... Highwaymen, we can just hold his headless body down and stake it, right? Take the vest off. Since you have focused on the head, the body is able to grab at you, uh, and you see that it's fumbling for a knife. Felix. Yes. uh, You see that the body has uh, grabbed onto Orgot and is about to pull out a knife and stab what it thinks is Orgot. You should barf barf fire down his headless throat. That's That's kind of what the plan is. 
Do I get disadvantage since <laughs> he's headless? Uh, no, you get normal. Okay. We see his I'm skull dissipate, this. his flaming skull. Yeah, I was earlier. I was hoping to tie him up and just like bar fire down his body with his head on. This is even easier. <sighs> uh, but just a ten for fire. I wish <laughs> okay. I had a split token. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, you breathe fire. You do light the body somewhat. However, it doesn't seem to stop it as you sort of punch a hole with your fiery, fiery breath through this tree that is now collapsing towards Orgot. Yeah, Orgot, you do hear this crumpling tree behind you, uh, as well as this vampire who's now wildly slashing a knife. What would you like to do? I'm going to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> okay, he learned well. It's a 13 to get out of the way of the tree and the <sighs> headless vampire. Would you like to uh, get away from the vampire, but get stuck under the tree? Or would you like to avoid the tree or be continually grabbed by the vampire? I'll get stuck under the tree. Okay. You are able to shift your weight and leap out of the way. However, the base portion of the tree that collapses, that is closest to the base, catches your feet. And the fire from the, the top of the tree is starting to burn towards your legs. But fear not, for there is a rocket falling back to Earth and now traveling back down the ramp towards what, Velkson? Oh, man. Okay, I thought I was gone forever. Um, I, <laughs> and then he goes back to wherever he came from. I would, I would like to unwall. Okay. <laughs> Try and get control of my movement, but for a moment. So head is gone, body is there, and Orgot is stuck under the tree, right? But the body is free and just like slashing wildly. Yeah, the, the body is sort of stumbling, uh, not quite towards Felix, but in the general area. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing that I did before, and I'm going to hurt Orgot. Uh, no, I'm going <laughs> to charge him and try and uh, use stone strength to rip the vest off again. Okay, mid-flight? No, once I land, I guess, or am I okay. am I hurtling back toward him? That's how I was imagining right, I want to land on the body then. <laughs> okay. That is a 15. Okay, with a 15, you do rocket back down the icy trees, uh, creating sort of this perfect uh, angle for you to fly towards the now beheaded vampire. Uh, you're going to change from a wall back into a, a real boy. normal humanoid shape, right? leaping over the Orgot and the flaming tree, and you are going to crash into the body of the vampire, and you're going to grab at the vest, correct? Yeah. All right, and with all this momentum, you are able to grab it quickly, uh, and you hear the chains that are attaching it to the body rip as you fly past the body. All right. Uh, Felix. Yes. Take it home. Somebody take him. You feel this cool breeze fly past you, and I'm talking about Belkson. Hey, Felix. <laughs> I see he is now vestless, and I would like to take my short sword and plunge it into his heart with an 11. <laughs> <laughs> you can stab yeah. through his body and also Orgot. Or, <laughs> or Gerard. Yeah, yes, right. Unfortunately, you are ripping of the vest makes him spin wildly. Uh, and rather than getting him through the heart, you do go through his hand and the other side of his chest, pinning him to the trunk of this burning tree. So then can I go pick up my other short sword <laughs> and maybe theoretically not miss his heart? Yes, and, and because he is both headless and his hand is pinned to a tree, I'll give you advantage. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All ones. His head comes flying back down. It's a 12. <laughs> okay. You, you, pick, you pick up the uh, sword 
And again, you plunge it into his, his other, other hand, hand. now pinning, <laughs> pinning it to his gut. All right, now get a steak. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, Orgot, just you take it home, buddy. <laughs> I'm stuck under a tree. <laughs> yeah, actually, this has taken so long that I'm, I'm you, on you fire feel the now. flames. Yeah, you feel the flames lapping at your leg. What would you like to do, Orgot? I'd like to call my yeah, six home. good friends <laughs> to come and help me. The Yum Yum Boys, we call them. The Yum Yum Boys. <laughs> okay, will you give me a dexterity roll for all of them? 17. All right, with a 17, the gang acts in unison, uh, taking off their bowling pin costumes, and they run over to you uh, <laughs> and are going to pull you out just as your bottom of your cloak and your shoes start to smoke and burn. Okay. Oh, well, actually, you know what? This is taking so long. Belkson, what would you like to do? I assume I've just whipped past all of them again. I'm just like rocketing <laughs> back and forth across the battlefield in different shapes and hurting different the can- people. The canopy's just a half pipe that he's like just going back and forth <laughs> on. Yeah. So here I am doing, doing everything, everything I can. can. <laughs> um, so I skate back then, I guess. Um, okay. And... I'm going to retrieve one of these stakes that we have uh, from a compartment. I'm just going to try and stake this this fool. Okay. think that did it. 15? 15. 15. Uh, with a 15, you you do uh, slowly walk past uh, Felix, <laughs> doing his best to kill this corpse. Uh, and you deftly place a stake into the vampire's heart. And then from the boat, you see this uh, object flying through the air explode into a... <laughs> A puff of hot ash. Hot, and hot dust. Hot dust. And likewise, this happens to the body as well. Uh, and you see that uh, Gerard is sort of nervously holding the neck of his loot standing next to you. I, okay. Uh, I shoulder check Gerard as I walk by. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the temple. <laughs> uh, okay, he, he's still in shock, is uh, for all purposes silent. Bye, Gerard. <laughs> and just follow behind Orgot. And as everyone leaves Gerard standing still in the mo- in this island, this adventure will be continued. That's our first legendary villain on our premiere of uh, an RPG later. No, uh uh-uh. Question mark, question mark. RPG. Sorry, question mark, question mark. Later. RPG RPG later? later? (laughs) RPG exclamation, exclamation. third edition is question mark, question mark. (laughs) Felix almost died, not from the fisherman, mind you. (laughs) 
the greatest villain yet, Belkson's body. A man <laughs> determined to be the last of an ancient race. <laughs> <laughs> that was I had fun. Had fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> had fun. You did. But more importantly, I hope the listeners had fun. But before we get to the listeners, Bobby. <laughs> but more importantly, even than them, Bobby. <laughs> us, us talking. Who's your secret winner? Uh, my secret winner is the Fisherman. He was really tough, and I. Th- too bad we killed him because he. I thought he had a cool, intimidating sort of like a like a subtly intimidating vibe. I liked him. Yeah, good, <laughs> good villain, Caleb. That we maybe we can do a, a prequel series. Okay. Or like his twin brother. He didn't really die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who the has the woman. same personality. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's one of those triplets that they identified. Oh, yeah. <gasps> we identified them <laughs> at once. My secret password is Wayne Knight Riders. Woo! Just for Caleb. There you go. <laughs> Stop listening, guys. That's just for me. All right, Spencer. Who is your secret winner? My obvious winner is also the fisherman because I basically everything Bobby said. He was very good, and that was a very difficult fight. My secret winner is uh, the newly named monarch King Stephen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and his autobiographical theft, uh, <laughs> and my secret password is fried dickles with buttermilk stanch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What about you? Well, you're supposed to ask. Supposed Caleb. To ask Caleb first, but for, but it's fine. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope. It's my it's my time now. Caleb interrupt him. Caleb interrupt him. Caleb. It's my podcast now. It's happening. It's David time. Uh, well, my secret winner is a uh, little old sour because <laughs> okay. Well, she's getting babysat by uh, Don John by Don John, and ever, you know Don John's not going to be a strict babysitter, so she's got run of the whole emporium. Well, yeah, oh, she man. was she was bullying him at school. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who set that up? <laughs> So yeah, she it's just gonna be like the important is gonna be burnt down when we get back. <laughs> this is just gonna be the thing you don't wanna see, which is Brian Peppers everywhere. Oh, oh no man. <laughs> Empty she's, cans of Brian Pepper all She's over. not supposed to have more than like one a day, but you know we're gonna find a ton laying around. She yeah. won like a lifetime supply of Brian Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> If only she hadn't been babysat by someone who didn't know the value of money and would buy her thousands of Brian Peppers. <laughs> didn't know well, the value of money and was bullied by her. Well, Petite was supposed to be in charge, but obviously she, she was finally too busy. got a vacation. Didn't Shadow you hear break. what she said? Shadowbreaker. She was too busy with Shadowbreaker, so Felix hired the one person he could afford, which was Don John. <laughs> a, man, John. <laughs> a man who has no concept of money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh,. My secret password is, where do the dickles go when Belkson transforms? Ooh, uh, I can think of a play. <laughs> where do I fit my dickles? And uh, now, Caleb, it is your time. I hand the, oh, thank I hand the podcast back to you. Oh, thank God. My secret winner is the uh, Portin scammer, who really only needs to pull that scam once, and you can pretty much retire for the rest of your life. He finally did it. <laughs> uh, and my secret password is uh, Mapu Pibao. Spell that now. <laughs> Mapu Pibao? M-A-P-U-B-O-W? I, I didn't say it was a joke. <laughs> Mapu Pibao. Spell that now. <laughs> Mapu the problem is every time you read it, you got to spell it again. <laughs> Mapu Pibao. Spell that <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, I broke them. Help him, help him. I found the perfect password. <laughs> it's a very all work and no play makes Jack yeah. a dull. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, whoever was your secret winner, please reply with the, the secret password. Or just make up your own, because that's <laughs> the world we live in! <laughs> you know what? I, yeah, let's let's lower the standards a bit. You, if you want, you can just say it out loud. Just say it out loud. <laughs> you don't have to send it to us. That's as long true. as it's one of our passwords. Say, or it doesn't... Yeah, well, don't say Caleb, so you'll get stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a, there's a warning on that. <laughs> um, but we are on link. Dot T R E E, right? That's it. That's the no, thing. Link T R ah! Link T R <laughs> dot E E slash quest for adventure. You can find all of our socials and our Patreon there, which we will our Patreon will have by the time you hear this, a new episode. That's right. Which we are going to record for four more hours after <laughs> this one. What uh what is that episode? Caleb! Uh, that is going to be a top 10 list of movies. I think, uh, I don't know. The idea was to do our top 10, like our top 10, but I think it has shifted into just listing whatever requirements you would like. So we're going to find out what we say, uh, but look for that. Yeah, thanks for listening. To close this out, you guys, I'd like to... Uh... I'm going to pray. I'd like, I'd like to make a prayer. <laughs> I, I'd like to, to lead us in. No, uh, <laughs> I would like all of us to spell Mapupibao <laughs> at the same time as, spell it as, as we close out. On, on three, okay? Or on okay. guh, of course. One, two, guh. Goodbye, everybody! Thanks for listening! Between us and Nicole Kidman, I think they made the right choice. On them. I disagree. <laughs> Imagine a, <laughs> the opening of a movie right before the trailer start.
is just us talking about goodies. <laughs> Let's all go to the goodies. Let's all go to the goodies. That, yeah. yeah, so it plays us, and everybody's like, yeah, I, I better go get some goodies. And then they have to see Nicole Kidman and tell him to come back to yeah. the theater. It's like, hey, don't forget Wait, about this. Wait, is she in the lobby, this... like, yelling at people? Like, get back in there. Well, no, it's about it, to it comes on like a... Heartbreak tastes good in there! <laughs> now, she gets you before you leave. What do you mean, gets you? <laughs> Like, k- kills you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> she convinces you to stay, because you're leaving. You're going to go get goodies. To stay forever. Yeah. <laughs> In the shining sense. It's like, a, it's like a sixth sense? Is that it? Where he was a ghost the whole time? I've never seen it. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I, I do like, they, they should have made it like The Shining, where like these people are like watching the movie... But then later on, you see them like in an old portrait together. <laughs> They're stuck <laughs> right, in the exactly. theater. You know, like the ones that hang up in movie theaters. Portraits of people <laughs> watching movies. <laughs> yeah. And then you look at a picture of yourself on the wall and it's like, it says 1931 on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the goodies have always been here. <laughs> and that's why we didn't get the funding. How many how yeah. many rolls of film do you need to shoot this, guys? <laughs> Well, how much you got? Do we have a VFX house for this? Like, we'd like to do it all practical, but yeah, honestly, we, it's physically impossible. Some of we're going to do it all in camera, and there's going to be a lot of effects. It's going to be a one shot. Uh, we're going to it's going to zoom into the picture made of real people. Yeah. We yeah. have to have It'll a giant like, frame. It's going to be like Birdman. No cuts. And I mean that literally, not like there's special effects. We will have to paint the back of everyone's head so it looks like a painting and then put them in a separate room that we can then walk into and like kind of dolly the camera forward into. It's, and, it's and, happening. And what's the other one? It's like uh, Nicole Kidman in a dentist office. Let's just do that one. But wait, hear us out. Hear us out. It'll also be like Birdman... In the soundtrack sense, there's going to be a very loud jazz drummer (laughs) right beside the camera. (laughs) He's going to, it'll be the drum set on wheels and we'll just be wheeling him around as we glide through the the Shining Hotel. (laughs) And then we cut away from our pitch and we see that's on a TV. And then Quentin Tarantino is like talking to the camera about how film is dead and not shot on film anymore. (laughs) It's a real tragedy. Oh, sorry. It's a real tragedy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> now show me them feet. <laughs> and then that zooms out to... Uh... <laughs> We're still to pitching. Steven Spielberg like, yeah. talking about movies. <laughs> feet are not a sexual object. <laughs> I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I would say that uh, I could fit all the good films in my backpack that I brought in with me here. George, George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. You yeah. wanted to deliver this one. And then it zooms out again to Quentin Tarantino again. And he's like, feet out of sexuality. He breaks through the seventh wall that we passed at this point to get back and kill. Uh, who, who was it now? Steven Spielberg doesn't like feet. And, and George Lucas. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think George Lucas made a comment about <laughs> yeah, I was, feel like he's yeah. he wasn't there. He's just there to support like his friend. If he had yeah. a partner that was in defeat, he would accommodate it, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean you you actually there's like a, a like a tight zoom in on George Lucas's eyes. He's like sweating. This is Steven Spielberg talking about <laughs> how sick it is to like feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean backpacks are his turn on feet. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! We're funny. We did it. We got the goodies. We We captured the goodies.
Haley's. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Haley's Comet. <laughs> I just Haley's saw Haley's goodies. Man, it, if you hear this after the episode, we've been recording for about 16 hours, so if it sounds like we're a little punchy, that's what's going on. We need to do if... that before every episode. It's like, well, this is a weird one, but I mean, they really were. Like, they've been recording for a long time, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> I don't know if we, uh, I think this goodie might start with us not even mentioning the, the trailer for the AMC theaters. Maybe. <laughs> Heartbreak feels good with Nicole Kidman. That's me. It's a me. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Is Chris Pratt playing Nicole Kidman? I think, and, and I'm not trying to enact change here, I'm just observing a phenomenon. I think in this arc of Quest for Adventure, that is the most consistent reference we make. It's Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt I Mario. He, I think you might be right, yeah. Well, it's life-changing. Yeah, <laughs> sure. unfortunately it is. Have I told you guys about my favorite article? It's totally fake, but I, I, everyone thought it was real at first. <laughs> uh, it was like a fake interview with Chris Pratt very early on, like after the announcement. And someone was like, you know, people are concerned about the voice you're going to do. And he oh, said, oh, yeah. don't worry. I'm not doing an Italian voice. I'm going to talk normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, his normal is not Italian voice. That's fair. That's fair. I just like the idea of Italian voices he, and then the normal voice. Right. If he had said, no, 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 I would be speaking like a human, that would be that would be offensive. Or if he's like, no, I'm going to be using a Vietnamese accent. <laughs> 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 I, there are some uh, follow-up jokes I can do here. I'm just going to avoid those. <laughs> yeah. That's what they sound like! <laughs> oh, yeah, let's you, just jump just ahead play, to all yeah, the, the... that clip from that episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they sound like! <laughs> trying, to, trying to see if I can make a Bulgogi joke, but that doesn't Bulgogi. sound like anything, go into anything. Maybe it's kind of like bulge. It's like if you took the word bulge and stretched it out, put it in landscape mode, maybe. <laughs> oh, Bulgogi. Bulgogi. Let's see, I'm I'm mispronouncing it. That's that's even less like the word bulge. That's not what they sound like. Bul- Bulgaria? Bulgaria <laughs> yeah. bulls. That's, that's, oh, is that what you meant? Bulgaria. <laughs> Hi, my name's Spencer. Thank you for having me on today, Sharks. I want to propose my new <laughs> restaurant. It's called Bulgaria, and everything we serve is in a bowl, and that's the only theme of the restaurant. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we don't serve anything that should be in a bowl. We serve no. like a uh, deep dish pizza. A watermelon. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. just pizza, <laughs> yeah, subs, sub sandwiches. Ooh, that's good, that's good. <laughs> right. Hmm, what is what is that's the tough bowls what, are good for a lot yeah, of eating. It's, it's kind of hard. What is the worst food to go in a bowl? It might be a pizza. Pizza. I mean, deep dish pizza is kind of its own bowl. Yeah, right? I, I shouldn't have said deep dish. I should have said like a New York style pizza. A giant. It's really I mean, big. I guess yeah. to be fair, you could just have a big bowl, the the, the big piece of pizza. In. There's yeah, it's got to be something that actively is hurt by being in a <laughs> right. bowl. Huh. Like Pizza Machine used to have that pizza that was like 45 inches or something. <laughs> that'd be it. That'd have to be a giant bowl to get in there. Yeah, but you'd have to have a giant plate either way, and the bowl will help it from spilling all over the place. <sighs> You're right. You're, You're right. right. You're right. Are, are we just saying that like we should abolish plates and just all bowls? I'm, all bowls, yeah. I'm saying all a plate bowls. is just a crappy bowl. Because there, yeah. there are lots of foods you can't put in a plate. I want to propose that, uh, going back to the New York-style pizza, when you fold that piece of pizza, it is still pizza. Isn't every bowl just a plate plus time? You know? <laughs> just a bent plate. I mean, do, hold on. Do all plates melt into, like, form a bowl? In my house, they do. <laughs> yes. Oh. He lives in an active volcano. 
Yeah. <laughs> in my volcano home. <laughs> I think the bowl is superior to the plate. Yeah. I think you're right. Pin is mightier than the sword. Bowl is superior to the plate. <laughs> yep. Quentin Tarantino likes feet. These are the three <laughs> these are the three uh, objective truths in life. <laughs> Everything else is technically a theory. Those are laws. <laughs> right, yeah. This is good podcast. <laughs>